So, it has been brought to my attention that you did not know that there was a Haunted Mansion or a Tower of Terror movie. Um, I think I was aware, but no, I, I've never seen them. I think I've slightly heard of them, but I've not seen them. Huh. That's interesting. Um, so, yeah, they were both really poorly made movies way <laughs> back in, like, I don't know, the 90s, I want to say. Um, yeah, they were ooh, not the best. Like, ooh, oh, ooh. I mean, I, well, everyone knows I'm not the biggest fan of the Tower. Or, I mean, sorry, the Haunted Mansion. I like the Tower of Terror because it's fun. And I've had so many wonderful experiences on the Tower of Terror. Um, go watch the vlogs if, yeah. But, um, but Haunted Mansion, not the biggest fan of. It's a little, little creepy. Haunted Mansion is a, it's an acquired taste. Like, you uh-huh. have to be, like, you have to be a fan of the Haunted Mansion, which I am. I would, I would dare say it's my favorite ride at Magic Kingdom. Uh, it's just, you know, it's just so good like how could you not like the haunted mansion eh, be a little cre- it's that it's that bride at the end i don't like the bride hurry back yeah every time at the end i go no no i'm not gonna hurry back i'm, I'm gonna leave and i'm not gonna come back and then she I used to terrify me as a kid like you're right yeah no i used to hate the haunted mansion i used to hate the tower of terror too but as time went on, like I started to love them, and that bride at the end of Haunted Mansion, I would like cower in fear. And now I'm like, mm-hmm. you're not scary. Nice try. It's although the floating head's cool, but there's some parts about it that's like, nah, I'm good. Yeah. There, there was actually one time I went on the Haunted Mansion at Disneyland, and I went with my friend, but she went to go do something else, so I was like with her little cousin. And I rode, so here I am, you know, riding in this doom buggy with a little five-year-old. And he's like, wow, this is so cool. And the ride kept stopping, like, over and over and over again. I thought it was the most terrifying thing in the world. Um, And I got off the ride, and I was like, yeah, no, uh, we're not doing that again. <laughs> yeah, no, Haunted Mansion does have a uh, an issue with, um, <laughs> they do have an issue with, you know, stopping stopping's a problem because you know all of those ride cars are on one like closed loop Mm -hmm. so if you stop one you have to stop them all it's it's crazy it's annoying Hello and welcome to the Nerdiest Podcast, the podcast where nerds talk about nerdy things. Today we are going to be talking all about Disney parks. We're just going to have a casual chat here, you know, all about you know Walt Disney World. Maybe a little, maybe a little Disneyland thrown in there. Maybe a little Disneyland Tokyo, you know, Tokyo Disneyland. But I'm not talking about this alone. To join me today is Megan with No H. Hello, I'm Megan with No H, and I didn't come prepared. <laughs> That, 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 that's there you your go. fact that, that's my fact i didn't come prepared <laughs> i didn't come prepared so yeah it's just gonna kind of be you know chill casual chatting yes. about disney parks we may talk you about your favorite chill podcast yeah just super chill Get a little... no we're not doing asmr no. that's not happening um so i uh, i say casual but i also have like you know there's 
an entire show notes that I put together because there are things to talk about. Um, There's a lot of news. And so to just like kind of breeze through our thoughts on the news here. So first of all, if you're listening on release day, April 30th, hey, Disneyland, you're finally open again. Welcome to the theme park being open club. I know California (laughs) took a hot second for you, but you know, you're back better than ever. Probably not because you're only open to California residents, but you know what? It's okay. So, I mean, there's not much to say about Disneyland reopening. Like, it's just it, the fact that it's finally reopening, I think, is enough. Well, it's crazy that it's been a year. I remember when it first closed down. Like, for because first it was Disneyland and then Disney World. And I remember hearing about it because it was the same day that we had to cancel our trip to Disney World because of the, the bad times. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's... It was rough. Uh, I think it's funny, though, because Disney World closed last and opened first. Um, In terms of American parks, I don't know what happened internationally. I wasn't really paying attention. Um, But I do think it's funny to kind of, like, stay on the little little pandemic train here. It was funny because while the parks were closed, I would always talk with my mom, who's, like, a super huge Disney fan, like me. That's where I got it from. Thanks, Mom. So... I was talking to her and I was like, yeah, Disney's going to open and masks are going to be required, which they are. And they're going to come out with Disney themed masks. That was my big thing is like, they're going to reopen the parks. They're going to, the one thing I was wrong on was that they were going to distribute the masks. Like they do magic bands. So like, if you're staying in a hotel, they give you a free Disney themed mask. Uh, nope. I think Disney sees there's <laughs> too much money to be made there. So they're not like going to, mm, we're not going to quite give you the free Disney themed masks. Uh, you do have to go to go and buy those. Although they did switch up the fabric in the masks and they feel really nice. Like I remember I got the masks when they came out. Me and my mom we were like, we want the Disney masks. Like we want the Disney masks. So she got the Mickey ones. I got the princess ones and we swap every once in a while. Oh, those were the days. Yeah. I <laughs> One year ago, those were the days. <laughs> when the masks first came out, I bought a four pack of the larges, I think. Um, yeah, because that's all that was available on the site. I bought a four pack of no, I bought a four pack of the extra larges, and I got the Star Wars ones, and those came later. But I ended up going to the parks before, like I went within the first week of them reopening. It was really cool to be there. Like you when got the, park the was easy empty, crowds, <laughs> and there was nobody there. Oh, it was it was beautiful like if you want to and if you want to see what that's like i have two sets of pandemic vlogs on nick with no k if anybody's interested uh i have you know when i went there for the first time after pandemic reopening and then when megan and i went in the fall uh there's two sets of vlogs there but i think i think disney really handled reopening well not gonna lie i felt safer at disney than I did working at my part-time job over the summer. Like I felt like they were doing a lot more in terms of cleaning and social distancing, because it's one thing to work in a store and like, everybody's just kind of there. It's another thing to be at a theme park where they're spacing out how many people are on the rides there, you know, and as time goes on, they're loosening those things. Like you can now take your mask off for, you know, photo ops, which I think that should have been something from the beginning. but Yeah, I think that should have been from the beginning because when we went during the pandemic, there were so many times I just wanted to get a good picture of myself in front of the castle without my mask on. Um, so I think that should have been a thing at the beginning. Um, but I mean, 
Better late than ever, Disney. Late yeah. than never, Disney. <laughs> the one thing about the like masks on for photos is like they're gonna be so outdated. Like when we finally get past all of this and the masks can come off, like all these people who have mask profile pictures, they're gonna want something new. Which mm-hmm. I guess maybe that's Disney's incentive to be like, you can come back now. You can come back and take your Instagram photos without masks, which is like, I guess that's a huge thing for influencers who do photography. Not oh, as much I bloggers. F- I follow but... influencers. Because I want to be one. <laughs> They're back in the parks. No masks. I think it works out for them. Uh, so on, on the third, on the, boo, I can speak on the terms of pandemic visit stuff. How did you feel? about being back at Disney during, like, a global pandemic? Um, it was nice. I mean, obviously, I missed going to Disney. I think the one downside, or the main downside, is that I had a really bad cold when we went. I don't know if you can hear it in the vlogs, but I was very, like, allergies were very bad. It wasn't COVID, so we had to make that point very clear. But, yeah, it was, um, it was nice, um... It was more crowded than I expected. Um, I love the characters, and I'm glad I got to see... We I think we saw every cavalcade, so with that was nice. Even the Dapper Dans. I was very excited to see the Dapper Dans. Um, but yeah, we got to go on pretty much all the rides we wanted to go on. The masks weren't... The masks got annoying during the day because it got very hot. And I think I underestimated how hot I was going to be in those masks because... It got very, like, suffocating almost. Um, so there were a few moments where we had to, like, go to a rest stop or whatever to, you know, take a breather. Um, and I think that has more nice. to do with the fabric the masks were made out of. And I think that's I had why the they changed ones. it. Because mm-hmm. the old ones are, like, this really thick cloth fabric that when you put, like, the humidity of a human face in there, it is suffocating and it is not fun to wear. But now the newer ones have more of like a moisture wicking type uh, cloth in them, which means it'll absorb the humidity and dry super quickly. So it doesn't feel like it's sticking to your face. Oh, yeah. So I I remember I specifically put on some makeup for the day, you know, trying to look nice and got to get those good Instagram pictures. Um, But it got very, very hot. Um, but I think we went on all the rides we wanted to go on. I finally got to go see the Tiki Room, which I was so excited about. And now it's like my favorite thing ever there. Um, Splash Mountain was fun, especially since it was hot. Although we did sit in the front row. And when we went down that worst. big drop, we got like a wave of water just in our faces. It was pretty funny. Um, Apparently there's a specific place you can sit on Splash Mountain where you don't get wet. And I need to find that seat just ride like 10 times just yeah like i need to sit in a different seat every single time and see which one produces the least amount of water but yeah i had a i had a great time that was for magic kingdom epcot was also good um what did we do um epcot was hard because like half of it is under construction Mm -hmm. and there's nothing to do and also test track Um, was down at the beginning of the day but, I mean, I think Epcot was my favorite day because we got to do so much. And it's so easy to do so much when there's only two people, you yeah. know? When you're not um, lugging around a whole group of people. Uh-huh. And it's just like, what do we want to do? That was a lot easier. It was really nice. Um, 
I'd say my favorite day was Hollywood Studios, just because Hollywood Studios is my favorite park. We got Colin like, I just with have no so much eye. fun there. Colin with no eye there. We brought Colin Best in. third wheel. Yep. <laughs> um, I got to do the droid stuff. I did Rise of the Resistance again. That was um, fun. I liked um I liked my Disney bound. That was very fun. Um Oh, and Mickey Minnie's Runway Railway. That's like my new favorite ride at Hollywood Studios. That is like, a good it's ride. It's so good. I think it's just so happy and carefree. Like it's just a nice little feel good thing. Although, oh, I wish we would have recorded this, but when we went on Rise of the Resistance, um you and Colin were screaming like it's like the part when you get to Kylo Ren and he's like you will tell me the location of the secret base and you guys yell, it's on Picara. Yeah, like we were telling it, we're like, bruh, it's here. Can we leave? <laughs> and, and we did. We did leave. That was fun. I mean, we broke out and escaped, but, you know. Mm-hmm. Oh, and the Tower of Terror was very fun. That was, I think that was my favorite experience on the Tower of Terror. Just because of the commentary we made. <laughs> Tower of Terror is, like... I mean, well, I can't say it's the best ride at Hollywood Studios because Rise of the Resistance is so good, but it's my favorite ride at the Hollywood Studio at, at Hollywood Studios. Um, mm-hmm. I I really want to go when the crowds are light. I need to find a time, like I need to like we need to plan a trip mm-hmm. around when the time when like when people aren't there because I want to see how many times in a row I can ride it because I went. When I went to Galaxy's Edge for the first time back in August 2019, everybody was at Galaxy's Edge. Mm-hmm. So Tower of Terror, I don't think it passed like a 30-minute wait all day. It was so nice. uh my friend and I wrote it, we wrote it 14 times throughout the Crazy. course of the day. And I really want to beat that record. I wanna I wanna be the guy who, when the news comes on, it says Florida man gets vertigo from riding Tower of Terror X number of times. And I want to be that Florida man. I don't live in Florida, but I want to be that Florida yeah. man. <laughs> because, listen, Florida man stories are weird. And that's a weird Florida man story. So What tops that, honestly? Right. Like, I got vertigo from riding Tower of Terror 35 times in a row. Like, I need to find, I need to do the scientific research to find out how many times can you ride Tower of Terror in a row. Before your body is just like, I cannot do this anymore. Be be, be safe. Be careful. That's my scientific. <laughs> that's my scientific research for college. Is like, well, we need you to do a science project. Okay. Nick, how 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 did you like Disney during a pandemic? So, I okay. It's very interesting. I I liked being there. Like, I liked being in the parks and around like all of my familiar environments because you know disney is my comfort place but i really did not like i did not like the masks and it's not that i have an issue wearing them it's just it's really hot in florida and the humidity and the heat makes it so unbearable to wear the masks so when you're wearing like the disney ones and this isn't as much of a problem now because they have the new cloth fabric but with those old masks it was very unbearable and hard to make it through the day and one of the things is like i wish i could bring one of my net gaiters in because they're a lot more comfortable but they're like nope can't have those and i'm like okay i'll wear the disney ones then so it's and it's hard to talk about being at disney during the pandemic without sounding political because you know this is the nerdiest podcast not the politicalist podcast exactly we're here to talk about about nerdy nerdy things. things so 
yeah, it was it was fine. Like going in the like I'd say going in November, December, January, like when it's cooler in Florida. Oh, perfect. Beautiful. When you don't have that super overwhelming humidity. Perfect. Beautiful. I I think in terms of like lines and stuff was fine. I honestly like that they space people out because I don't I mean, one of my things is I don't like sitting next to people I don't know on the ride because then I'm like, oh, well, now you're too close to me. So I like I liked that aspect, especially on Tower of Terror. When it was like, okay, Although only the people I know are sitting next long. to me. I mean, it, it makes the, the lines, lines long. long, yes. But uh, it's it's okay. Um, did a lot of waiting at Magic Kingdom. I, I will say that. One thing I, mean, I want to mention. Not a lot of time, but it was a bit annoying. One thing I want to mention is I recently went to Blizzard Beach, which is a completely different pandemic experience than the parks. Because at Blizzard Beach, there's a certain point where you cross over the bridge into like the actual water park area, and you can take your mask off and freely walk around the water park and get on slides and stand in line for slides and all the different stuff. Um, the only stipulation was when you are going to the bathroom, when you're changing, getting like stuff out of your lockers, or you're waiting in line for food... Those were the times where you had to put the mask back on, which is understandable. But it was a very, it was a very interesting feeling because you look around and you see like very minimal mask wearing in the in the lines and in the pools and all that, and it feels like a more normal experience. That sounds wonderful. I wish I could. And then you walk there. on the other side of the bridge and everybody's got their mask on. You're like, oh yeah, that's right. There's still a you know global pandemic going on. So other than that, I think you know Blizzard Beach is. I think the water parks are fun. I think the parks are fun. I'd love to go to the parks again. Uh, only when it's cooler, though. Like, once it gets to June, July, when it's super hot out, I'm like, nope, I'm good. Nope. How do you... I do want to ask, though. They... I think it was... Is Josh tomorrow? Is he the one in charge of Walt Disney World, I think? Um, he mentioned how the theme park reservation system may be here to stay. How do you feel about that? Like reserving a spot yeah um, like the fact that you need a reservation to get into the park regardless of whether or not you buy a ticket i don't know i think that's i think that's kind of a little dumb because usually when you buy a ticket that is your reservation and that's taking like another extra step to like confirm your reservation it's like but if i bought the ticket then isn't that my reservation? Unless I'm thinking wrong, but I don't know. I think that's just a lot of work to, like, for just to get into the park. But, I mean, I guess it's something that people can get used to, but I think what they had before was fine. I think, I personally think the theme park reservation system is a good thing because it allows them an easier way to restrict holidays because when you when you think about it outside of the we need to have x capacity for you know COVID or whatever when you take it out of that context and you're like okay so the parks fill up to capacity on thanksgiving maybe we want to have people who are there on thanksgiving to have a better experience so we're only going to do 75 percent capacity so that the park isn't full that's interesting. We still let a like, lot of people in, but it's not full. So that way the people who are in the reservation and have their reservation and booked ahead 
they have, you know, they have kind of more free roam in the park, kind of like how it was when they first opened, I think is what they're trying to go for. That's why I think it's a good thing. Yeah, I see that. I, and that makes sense. Um, like when we went to Disney, um, Disney World on New Year's Eve, that would have been super helpful so we're not walking through a wall of people, you know. Right. Um, like they could have limited it to fifty percent for that. Uh huh. And like, I don't know. I'm kind of on the fence because it's like yes, but at the same time, there's a lot of people who won't get to go because of that reservation, you know. Yeah, and some people are like, oh, but I won't be able to get in if they keep it. And it's like, if you go on any random like Joe Schmo day, like if I were to go to well, going this month is a uh, is a bad i tried to go on my birthday like i was like oh you know maybe we can make a trip down there if i remember that nope completely wiped out all parks it was crazy um so i think if you go on any random day of the week there's always gonna be a reservation for you especially if you're an annual pass holder or you're staying in a hotel there's always gonna Unless be a reservation the 50th for anniversary you. and months oh, no, after yeah, no. october 1st october 1st they got it booked up i will say the one casualty Unless you want to go to Animal pandemic. Kingdom. Who wants to go to Animal Kingdom these days? I will say the one the one casualty of this pandemic is that Port Orleans has been closed for over a year, and that's just a tragedy. Because Port Orleans is my favorite. French Quarter is my favorite hotel. Like I always stayed there as a kid. That was like our go to spot was French Quarter. I love the rooms there. I love that it's like right on the river, and you can walk alongside the river, and the pool's really nice. And I love the the New Orleans theming and how like the bus stop isn't super far away from any of the rooms. That's really nice. Mm-hmm. Um, like here, if so. I can say absolutely, because I, I miss Port Orleans. We stayed there when we went on New Year's, um, but it was such a change. Like, cause we stayed at, what was it called? Um, the care. French Quarter? Wait. No. When, during the pandemic. Art of animation. No. Oh, you mean when we went, oh, in the fall. Oh, we yeah. stayed at Caribbean Beach. Caribbean Beach, that's right. Because it was right by the Riviera. And Caribbean Beach is so confusing. It's too It's too big. It's too big. Because there's they have a bunch of bus stations by, in the parking lot. It doesn't make sense. So we would always just go to the Riviera one. I mean, yeah, it was a little bit of a walk. But, I mean, it was easier than you know, trying to find yeah. the bus station. We couldn't find the bus station. That's the thing. It was, so I, I much prefer French Quarter. Or, yeah. That was the problem with uh, Caribbean Beach was that it's not like, the the side we stayed on was right by the Skyliner station for the Riviera. Mm-hmm. And it's like, it was so easy to just walk to that one as opposed to, you know, walking all the way to the, the Caribbean beach one. Cause I remember we came back from Epcot and we had so much trouble finding the room mm-hmm. because we didn't know where it was at. Like we'd never stayed there before. Although to be fair, my family tries to stay in a new hotel every time we go now. So we can, you know, do something new as opposed to picking somewhere we've, you know, already stayed like French quarter. So as much as I love French quarter, I, I do like staying new places. I'd love to stay at Art of Animation again. I don't really remember it. I, I want to stay at Art of Animation. I want to stay in the cars. Cars room. I no, was pretty I'll young sleep outside with the cars. I don't care. I just want to We stayed the in the cars building. Oh, uh, lucky. 
Yeah, when we were there, we stayed in the one. It was like the main building too, with McQueen and Sally in the front. Oh, it was so cool. That was like one of the best trips I ever went on as a kid because we stayed. We got there on like a Thursday, and then Thursday, Friday, Saturday were all park days. Like we went to we did uh, Mickey's Very Merry Christmas because we went for right right after Thanksgiving, I think. And we did Mickey's Very Merry Christmas one night. And then the next day, my mom and I got into Epcot for free. Because uh, we knew someone who could get us in. And then Saturday, we did nothing. Sunday, we got up and got on the the cruise exp- the cruise line bus. And we went and did a week-long... Di- or no, it wasn't a week-long. It was a weekend, I think. Oh, right? no. that, that Disney No, cruise? it was it was a five-day Disney cruise. It was long. Yeah, you were gone for a while. Yeah, it was a five-day Disney cruise. We did that, and then when we got back, we did Mickey's Very Merry Christmas again. I didn't know you and, did that. I guess I was And I young. think we went to Hollywood <laughs> Studios, too, and then we came home. It was, like, so epic. Like, it was just Disney galore. It was oh, great. Oh, man. I just I remember, to have I just remember to you went that. on the cruise, and then you came back, and you brought me back a little turtle. Or No, oh, it was the music box, the Beauty and the Beast music box. Yeah. That's right. We were childhood friends, if you can't tell. <laughs> yeah, it was it was a great trip. I strive to have the amount of money to do that as an adult because that's really expensive to do a cruise and like five days at Disney. Like that's a, ooh, this is our big family vacation of the year. We're not going anywhere else anytime soon. Speaking so. of cruise, this isn't parks, but they did announce the Disney Wish um or kind of show it a little bit at least today i watched it it looks very cool like i think if i go on there i'm gonna feel like a princess which is exactly what i want to feel like so i don't understand why they're unveiling a cruise ship because they're not letting you book any cruises right now well it's promotion probably yeah i guess that makes sense in terms of announcements coming out this week they announced um the People Mover is opening over the Woo! weekend. Oh, or this weekend. It's over this weekend. We're recording the week before this comes out. So it's opening over this weekend. So it already be open. Mm-hmm. Um, I think also Boardwalk got a reopening date. I think I remember seeing it before. Oh, I thought I... Boardwalk was open. Well, I think the shops and stuff are open. I don't know if the hotel itself is oh, open. Oh, okay. Because I, was, I went there over Easter break. Um, we came down to Florida. And Boardwalk was open, so we were there. It was cool. We went to the Dolphin, too. We kind of, like, walked the whole thing. I love going to Disney just to walk around. It's so fun. I used to do that a ton. Like, when when my family lived in Florida before, we had annual passes. And even if we... Like, even if we didn't want to go to the parks, we would just go park at the Ticket and Transportation Center, take the monorail around, and then go home. Like... It was essentially that like just a, a wonderful day. Like, can you imagine like, just come home from a long day of work? You'd be like, you know what? I just want to go watch the fireworks. You know, like you can do that. That sounds wonderful. Yeah, it was it was nice because like essentially people who were like, oh, I go to the mall. My The mall is my comfort place. That was us with Disney. Like we were just, oh, I want to go ride the three mountains. And then, you know, we move on and go home. It was great. Disney was my backyard for like 10 years and it was great. So lucky. Yep. What did I have but grass? Dollywood. <laughs> and a playground. Well, you didn't even have Dollywood. No, we didn't go to Dollywood. 
Dollywood's fun. I've been to Dollywood. It's a great place. So, now, with Disneyland reopening, finally, um, they announced that Avengers Campus is opening on June 4th, 2021, which is good because I was thinking about going to Disneyland over the summer, but then I was like, no, 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 I'm not going to because I don't want to show up in, you know, July and then uh, Avengers Campus not be open. Uh, well, it's going to be open in June. Uh, unfortunately, Disneyland didn't make it on my list of things to do this summer. I have something else planned. So one day, one day I will make it to Disneyland. Me. I'm kidding. He's probably not. I'm kidding. Yeah. <laughs> um. So I know you're not a super Marvel person, so I'll keep mm -hmm. it brief. But Avengers Campus is cool. I like that they're doing more Marvel stuff. And I'm really excited to go back out to Disneyland at some point. Uh, We've been I feel before. like they're... Aren't they building something? Is it Avengers? I think Avengers Campus is the only thing they're building right now, and then they're done with Disneyland for a while. Um, so I think yeah, it's just Avengers Campus. Unless did they open Rise of the Resistance on Disneyland side? Yeah, that opened early 2020. Like that, I think oh. it was January of last year. Although Disneyland could get some new. Um, they could get some new construction if California approves their Disneyland forward, which... Ooh, this is an interesting topic. I watched some videos about this, and Here, wait, apparently... Can I, can I go first? Can I go first? Because I know you're yeah, gonna... Yeah, you go first. Okay, so um, I think it's really cool. Um, They could do some cool stuff with this. I don't know if it's going to be like a full third park, but at least a pretty big extension to DCA, because like, imagine, I want a Tangled Land. Like I will, I want to go see the tower and all that. Like it's, it sounds really cool. Um, I don't know what else ideas were brought up, but like, do you know? I I heard like Zootopia. I heard Peter Pan. So not it to shatter cool. your dreams here. I know but, those are uh, kind of theories. Tangled's not coming to the states uh. because. Apparently, from what I heard, Disney signed a specific contract with Tokyo, like the Ori. I think it's the Oriental Land Company who owns Disneyland or Tokyo Disneyland. Um, they like to keep their things exclusive, as they should. I'm going to go off on this in very a second. Cool. But that means that in this Disneyland forward, we're not going to get Tangled. We're not going to get any of their Frozen stuff. And we're not going to get any of their Peter Pan. Which I thought Peter Pan was an odd choice for... uh, fan Which, it's called Fantasy Springs. I guess I'll just segue into this for a second. So, they're doing Tangled, Frozen, and Peter Pan. I think Tangled and Frozen, great idea. Good movies. Fabulous. Peter Pan is an odd choice. Well, I, don't I think they could do a lot with Peter Pan. Like, think of, like, the Neverland aesthetic or something. I don't know. I, I've seen Peter Pan like once and it's cool, but I don't know. It's it's yeah. interesting. It's it's an interesting choice. I would wanna see a hundred acre what what's it called? Winnie the, the Pooh. The Hundred Acre Wood. Winnie yeah, the Pooh. Yeah. I wanna see that or Okay. Oh my gosh. Okay, so did anyone else play the DS game Disney Magical World too? Because I played that game on my DS and there were, like, little lands you could visit. And Hundred Acre Wood was one of them. And that was, like, one of my favorite places. Um, it was that. And, like, they had a Little Mermaid one. There was a lot of cool stuff. And I, I want to see some of those lands. 
come over. I thought it was odd (laughs) that they chose Peter Pan when they're going with two of their contemporary princesses. And I just thought it was weird that they wouldn't go with, like, I don't know, maybe a third princess to do, like, a princess trifecta in this expansion. Because I know they have the Beauty and the Beast ride over there. Oh, yeah. I mean, which that ride looks phenomenal. If there was a third one that isn't Peter Pan, what would you want? What land would you want? That's a difficult question. Um, Realistically, maybe, like... I can't say Princess and the Frog because we're getting Princess and the Frog in the States. Apparently. They haven't mentioned that in almost a year. Wonder where that's at. Um, um, you know, honestly, do a princess you haven't done yet. Like, they've done some stuff for Ariel and Cinderella and Belle. Like, do someone you haven't done something for. Maybe, maybe Moana? Because it's Tokyo. I think it's an expansion going into Tokyo Disney Sea. Maybe do Moana. Um, mm-hmm. I could also see them maybe bringing in like Rhea and the Last Dragon. I know she's not technically a Disney princess, but it was a good movie. I think they could do some great stuff with that in the parks. Um, I don't know. It's it's an interesting position because I don't really know what IP could go there if mm-hmm. not Peter Pan. I just know that Peter Pan feels like an odd choice to go there like you have tangled and frozen which is like super new and current and then there's like peter pan a movie that is old as heck um i don't know i mean i think it's a classic i don't know if i could like visit like any i can't say cars because there's a cars land in california it's a wonderful place um um, I don't know. I'd want to see... Hmm. I, it's hard to think, like, off the top of my head. But, again, I, I love the princesses. Um, maybe... I thought Zootopia was an interesting thing to be brought up. I know um, Zootopia is going into Shanghai. Okay. And they're working... Or it's either Shanghai or Hong Kong. I know it's going into one of the Chinese parks. Um... Which, you know, I want to bring this up. I think it's great that they're, you know, doing more individual stuff in the parks. And I think it's great that each park has its own set of individuality to them. Mm -hmm. Because you look at the American parks and what do they really have that's different? Other than like Disney World has four parks and Disneyland only has two. But if you look at like... Magic Kingdom and Disneyland, they essentially have the same rides, bar like Indiana Jones. And then, you know, DCA and Hollywood Studios pretty much like kind of the same park. Like they have their big land themed after a movie and then they have like a Pixar area. And like, so I think it's great that they're trying to be individualized. And honestly, as much as I love Tangled and Frozen, I don't want to see a Tangled or Frozen land in the US at all. Because I don't like this idea. I don't like promoting the idea that it's okay for Disney to copy paste their thing. Like they're copy pasting Tron from Shanghai and they copy pasted the Ratatouille ride from France. Like, and you know, they do the same. They're like, here, let's copy paste Galaxy's Edge in both of the American parks. Like, I just want there to be more individuality instead of them just being like, all right, uh, this worked, copy and paste and okay, done new ride come come give us money like i want you to do new things because 
you have a place like Super Nintendo Land or Super Nintendo World, which has like AR ride technology for Mario Kart that's built in an actual game engine that means they can update and change the, the ride without having to actually physically change the ride. And I want to see more technology like that because I think, and you know, as much of a Disney fan as I am, I have to give Universal a huge point for Super Nintendo World, at least what I've seen of it. I know it's coming to the U.S., like in Florida and California. I personally want to go see it in Japan in like the original place. And, you know, because Nintendo is a Japanese company, I've always wanted to go to Japan. Like, I want to go see it in its natural, original place. That doesn't mean, you know, after that, I wouldn't go to the one in Florida. Like, I'm... Like, I'm not saying I want to take a trip to Japan every time I want to go to Super Nintendo World, but the first time, I want it to be important and special and go to that original. So, and I know international travel is not really something that we should be doing right now, but, you know, everything, you know, eventually everything's going to go back to normal and we can internationally travel. So I think Disney should be preparing for that in doing more individual things to bring international people here and to bring you know, local people in the U.S. to other parks. So that's my rant about individuality in the parks, and now I'm done. <laughs> I like it. I like it. Um, also, I'm changing my... Oh, I don't think I gave an answer, but I want to see... This is going to sound so cheesy, but I want to see Pixie Hollow. It You could do so much with that whole idea. Like, it's think of, like, a Bugs Land, but fairies. And plus, I feel like that would work infinitely do- better than Peter Pan. Uh huh. But or if you still wanted to do Peter Pan, just create a Pixie Hollow section. It's perfect. I I think it's wonderful. So I think they yeah, are creating a Pixie Hollow section. Like I looked at some concept art, and I think they are doing that. So oh, good. There you go. So yeah, back to uh, Disneyland Forward. Um, that's a thing. It's not. It's not a third park. A lot of people are thinking, oh, it's a third park. No, it's I really think so. nothing. Because that concept that ugh, that concept art they showed is really just they took a bunch of things to submit to the California government and they were like, hey, this is what we might do. This is what we could do if you give us permission to do this. It's not any concrete plan of them to be like, oh, we're bringing Tangled and Frozen and Moana and, you know, all of these things. So I think... It's really just them appealing for an expansion. I don't know why they wouldn't get it. Like, I don't... California has really no reason to say no. So... And I know I know the TTA podcast kind of touched on this, but the ball is really in, in the California's court because Disney has provided, like, all these wonderful things that that could happen if they approve. And if they say no, they kind of do seem like the bad guy here. So I'm interested yeah. to see what's going to happen. Yeah, and I mean, the ball's always been in California's court. Like, Disney has asked for rezoning for years. Like, I remember four or five years ago, they asked to rezone for a a new parking garage, and California told them no. So, I don't know. I feel like Disney kind of went a little big here. Because, you know, if they appeal for a new parking garage, then it's like California could say no, and nobody would have a problem with that. But if they go like super big and grand, they're like, we're going to bring all this stuff. Look, all the fans want this. Now, if California says no, it's going to be like, oh, California, why'd you have to do that? Like, why'd you have to go and do that? That was rude. Like, this could provide jobs for people. This could 
provide a lot of great stuff. And if they say no, it's like really California. Well, really? What else? What else we got? Um. Well, at the end of um, at the end of a certain conference call, Mr. Josh Demaro had with some you know real tight media. He revealed that Disney is making a real lightsaber. Um, and when I say real, I don't mean like it can cut your head off. I mean mm-hmm. like it is an extending blade that automatically extends and retracts. Not like those, you know, cheap ones you buy at Target where you flick your wrist and it flies uh-huh. out and then you kind of got to like, you know, just really like slam it on the floor and just bash oh, it into the ground that. to get or it to like go in. No, like... this is like you flip the switch, the blade extends out and lights up just like it does in the movies and then it comes back in. That is and so cool. It's fascinating. I've seen how the illusion works. There's a video on Twitter that shows you exactly how it works. It's essentially like a measuring tape, like how you can pull the measuring tape out and it'll lock and it'll be a little more firm. And then you can, you know, so close will it, it be and flimsy? It'll... No, not, okay. not because of the material they're using. No, the unfortunate thing is it seems like they're making these sabers for shows. And they're not uh-huh. making them for individual. Like, I think the patent that they filed for it was for use in like stage productions, shows. I could see it getting carried over on film sets as being oh, a lot yeah. easier to use as props. Um, and then obviously they're going to sell them. They're they're listen. This is the first like real real lightsaber we've ever gotten there's no way they're not going to sell this to the public but they are going to be expensive i would say 500 dollars and up like double the price of those custom ones you make at galaxy's mm-hmm. edge and they're going to be for collectors these are not something you're going to buy to use as like oh i want a lightsaber fight with my sibling no <laughs> no you can't no, even no, do no, that no, with no, the no. ones at galaxy's edge like that's not what they're for mm-hmm it, listen, if they make Ahsoka ones, though, like, if they make Ahsoka lightsabers, like, the ones at Galaxy's Edge, listen, I'll be the first one in line to buy the <laughs> Ahsoka ones. I want the Ahsoka ones that are at Galaxy's Edge, the Clone Wars ones. They didn't come out in time for me to get them when I was in the fall, and I haven't been back since then. So, yeah, I really want them, though. I, I mean, I don't have any money, but, you know, I would I would really love to have them. So I want a custom the, lightsaber. I think you I'd should make okay. a custom lightsaber. Look it was so much fun. I know. I want to. We should have done that, man. Oh, They're two hundred and twenty dollars now. They got a twenty dollar price increase. I don't know why. <laughs> they were perfect. They were perfectly priced the way they were. Like, I don't know why they had to go and do that. Um, but on the topic of Star Wars, I want to get your thoughts. How do you feel about the Star Wars hotel that they're building? I think it's cool, but I'm nervous because that is basically almost three days without sunlight. Um, Now, my body um, will get confused because it will be dark all the time, you know, because you're in space, right? And all those like TVs, like every window is a TV. That's a little claustrophobic for me. Um... Like, you know, like, on cruise ships, how they have, like, the inside rooms where it's, like, not facing outside? Yeah, we would always get a window one because we feel claustrophobic. Um, That's how my mom is. So, it makes me feel 
a little nervous because, and I'm sure Disney's taking this into account, like how people's body clocks work and how like they need light to wake up, like actual sun. Like, oh, I know it's morning because the sun is out, you know? And it's going to be weird waking up being like, oh, it's still light outside and it's 10 o'clock a.m. Like, wait a minute, that doesn't add up, you know? But other than that, I think it's very cool. I I, I don't know if I'd want to stay there. I, I mean, I, I'm sure I do, but I'd be nervous too. Um, but it, it looks cool. Like, especially like all like the stuff that you can do on there. Just like a land cruise ship, as they describe it. Um, so yeah, I think it's interesting. But how, how do you feel? Okay, I am super on board with this idea because it's something I've always wanted to do. Because it is the ultimate immersive Star Wars experience. Like there's Galaxy's Edge where you're immersed in it, but then there's this hotel, the Galactic Star Cruiser, where. You go in on the ground level, you check in, and apparently they take you up like this elevator or they put you in this room that simulates you going up from the base on the ground into the actual Star Cruiser. And it's supposed to be like a cruise on land, which I love that because I don't, the only thing I don't like about cruises is that I'm not on the land. So being immersed in this Star Wars universe, I think is really going to, it's going to send me overlord like it's gonna overload me and i'm gonna be so immersed and amazed because that's all i wanted to do because this hotel is essentially encouraging you to cosplay and be your own character and get super immersed and dug in and like you know really enjoy it and they're also working on shuttles that will take you directly from the hotel to galaxy's edge so i don't know what that looks like i don't know if like you need to have a one-day park pass like if you have a three-day park pass right like if you like you said like if you're someone who needs to see the sun every day could you buy a three-day park pass and go to galaxy's edge every day you're on the ship or is it like a cruise excursion where you know the star cruiser is flying above batu and is like all right you can take the shuttle down you know you can go down and back up at this you know from this time to this time um and I think you're right. They are taking something into account for, you know, people needing body clocks. And I, I'm sure they'll have some way of working that in. Like maybe in the morning, the ship flies past a really bright star or a sun or something that gives you that natural bright light to wake you up. And it's something super subtle and super like, you know, part of the story. Um mm-hmm. Like, it'll be my, a little more distinct, like, when is daytime, when is nighttime kind of thing. Yeah. And not to get, like, not to be too, you know, you know, I I know someone who worked on, or they were, they were in construction and they were going to work on the actual hotel, and what they told me is that Disney was having trouble getting permits from... Uh, I think it was Orange County or something like they were having trouble getting permits for the windows because the problem they were running into is like, let's say there's a fire in the hotel and they need to evacuate people. Well, if you're super immersed and you think you're in space, you're not going to break a window to get out of the hotel. Mm -hmm. So I think essentially what it is, is there's a master button 
that worst case scenario, it will shut off all the screens and show you that outside is outside and you can go out the window or whatever if you need to. But otherwise, those screens are going to stay on. So, but other than that, I'm really excited because there's going to be like a lightsaber training dojo where you can go, you know, deflect bullets, which I'm sure this will use that new lightsaber technology. Um, and hopefully they'll rig it too. So you could also like, I could bring my custom saber in and use that one instead of, you know, I mean, I'm going to want to use the super cool prop one, but mm -hmm. I hope for people who don't want to, or either want to bring in their own custom saber that you can do that. And we are a little ways away. I think it opens next summer or fall. Like we're still a good year or so out. I'm definitely wanting to go. I would love for that to be when I get to go is what, <laughs> right when it opens. I would love to be one of those first people. So I'm curious. I wonder if they'll do this. Like, you know, they allow you, you know, they show you your room be like, okay, so there's a setting. So, you know, we're in space, but if you want to have a simulation, like you're on earth, then you can press this button and it's outside. Like, so you can have like a choice. I don't think they'd do that, but I don't think they'd do that. I think it would ruin it would ruin the aspect of the immersion if you can turn it on and off. I think that's something they want to have in their back pocket in case they need to use it in an emergency mm -hmm. to turn that on and off. Also, is this going to be like a you can come and go whenever you want? I mean, I obviously you're going to need like a ticket to like get in. Like you can't just like walk around the hotel like without anything right it's not going to be um, like the other hotels where you can just come in walk around eat like no you definitely will have to have a reservation mm -hmm. to come in and also I mean, like will it be like okay the galactic star cruiser leaves on this day and you can be on it for so and so days and then you leave or is it like an actual hotel like oh you can show up whatever day and it's kind of no like an i think thing? no i think they're gonna treat it like a cruise Okay. Because that's how they phrase it is it is a cruise on land. So I think they're going to treat it like a cruise where, you know, you get on. Maybe they have, well, no, I think they only have like, it's only quote one, like one star cruiser they have. So, because I don't think they'll be running like there's a three day version, a five day version. Like, I think they're going to do it as like, here, we're running a three day version on Friday, Saturday, Sunday. And then Monday to Friday, we're running a five day version. If that's what you want to do and you can come and do it, you know, however you want to do same way you would do with a cruise. Like, so I think and that's sure how they're going to go about doing it. If there's an emergency and you need to leave, then they'll let you off. Or they'll put you out. in an escape pod uh -huh. or an escape pod in air quotes. And like, oh, you can go back down to the, to earth. We'll shoot you back down. You know, there's, I, I'm sure they've got that all figured out. They're Disney. It, they don't, mm -hmm. they can't not have all that figured out. Exactly. You know what I mean? So, to round us out here, the 50th anniversary of Walt Disney World is coming up. Wow. Disney's announced all this cool stuff, like the castle got really cool things put on the turrets. Epcot's getting a new lighting thing to make it light up. And then Hollywood Studios and Animal Kingdom are getting projections to make the Tower of Terror look super fancy at night. And then to make um, the Tree of Life look super cool at night, too. So, with all that being said... Do you think Disney's going to do anything else? Like, do you think, because there's no fireworks right now and there's no normal parades, do you think with, you know, Disney waiting it out and, like, I know they're waiting for, like, more vaccinations and the, all the numbers to go down, 
do you think Disney will bring back like fireworks and parades and all like the normal stuff on October 1st and be like, October 1st is the first time we're doing fireworks since we reopened to celebrate, you know, the 50th anniversary. So I think they're gonna bring, they have to bring fireworks back. Like it's Disney. What's Disney without fireworks or their parades? I think they're planning on it. If they can't do it now, they're probably going to do it later. But I'm sure they've already planned a 50th celebration fireworks show or a new parade. They, they, I think Disney needs a new parade. Disney World, at least. Um, so I think I think they're planning on that. Um, I think, obviously, there's going to be merch. There's going to be so much merch. I want to see the ears. I can't wait to see those beautiful iridescent ears. Uh, and I will add it to my collection and it'll be wonderful. Um, but I think they're gonna, they have some stuff up their sleeve. Um, more decorations, more maybe shows, character outfits. Like there's gonna be things that we don't know about. But again, I think there's gonna be, there there, there's gonna be something show-like. Even if they can't do it the way they want to, I'm sure they have something planned. I think. What do you think? What do you think? Yeah, I think they're gonna figure it out. They'll figure out a way. Like you know, the cavalcades are kind of a way to cheat around not having parades because they're uh, spontaneous, so people don't group up like 20 minutes an hour before you know the thing starts. I think fireworks. They will definitely bring back fireworks. By October 1st, I think we'll be in a good spot for them to do more fireworks. I also think everybody's saying Tron is a 2022 opening. I think Disney could surprise us and do, you know, fall opening for Tron. I don't know. I don't know where it's at in terms of uh, construction. It'll probably end up getting pushed back to like January or February or March of next year uh same with guardians of the galaxy that's a definitely a 2022 thing and the, and the weird thing they're doing is like this is an 18 month celebration of the 50th anniversary so it really runs until like closer to the 52nd anniversary um so they they get it within six months of two years so you know everything that opens between october 1st and march of 2023 is all going to be 50th that includes tron guardians of the galaxy anything that opens at disneyland the new star wars hotel like all of these things are going to be branded as 50th anniversary stuff so Mm. i think that's what they're looking at is they're looking more long term they're like if we can't do anything on october 1st we have 18 whole months to continue this really long celebration and they do the long celebrations because not everybody can make it you know if they were to do october to october well not everybody can make it in october to october especially where you know we're at in the world so i think they're extending it even longer so that more people can come and enjoy in the festivities now if you're someone who goes every year or you know multiple times a year maybe the celebration stuff gets old after your third or fourth trip like i don't know it's a it's an interesting thing, and I'm very interested to see where Disney goes from here in terms of the 50th. I agree, I agree. I think it'll be cool. I, I'll definitely want to go during the 50th because I want to see all the decorations and 
get the merch and all that. So yeah, Disney I'd love will to... have my money during the during the fiftieth. Listen, Disney, if you want to sponsor the podcast, we'll come down there and like vlog and stuff. Oh and, like, yeah, cover the fiftieth and it very intensely. Like if you want to just you know sponsor please? the podcast, please, that'd be please, great. Disney? <laughs> please, it's for me. Uh, so yeah. I think with that being said, I, I mean, unless you have anything else to say, I think we're pretty wrapped up here, getting close to an hour. So I, I wanna, I wanna go back to Disney. I'll say that. <laughs> yeah, me too. Me too. So I can just escape all my problems and just same. Go on, go in the tiki room all day. I'll yeah. just sit there all day. I'll watch it. I won't leave. <laughs> that works. I don't think anybody has a problem with that. Awesome. Then I'll do it. So. <laughs> Yeah, with that being said, thank you everybody for listening. Uh, I hope you enjoyed the episode. If you love what we do here, you can check us out on Instagram at The Nerdiest Podcast and on Twitter at Nerdiest Podcast. And if you are interested, you can, uh, you know, if you like what you hear here and you're interested in more, you can follow us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and anywhere else you can listen. And if you enjoy what we do, you can give us a five-star rating. It helps push the podcast out there so that more people can see what we do. And also, I know, it's a really long plug section now, but if you want to leave us a question or feedback, you can uh, go to www.thenerdiestpodcast.com and you can go to the Contact Us page and leave us a question. We are going to be doing a Q&A episode soon. So if people want to start submitting questions, we'll be doing one soon. Um, that's all I can say because it's not on the it's not officially on the schedule yet, but I will say we are doing an episode soon. So We also have a YouTube channel. Oh yeah, that's right. We do have a YouTube channel. We don't upload Yo, anything We always to forget the about the YouTube channel. channel. <laughs> yeah, if you want to go, you know, it's the nerdiest podcast on YouTube. We upload stuff there whenever it happens. So, yeah. Um, Jackson's not here, but he will be back next week. I believe me, Jackson, and Scott are going to be ranking all of the Star Wars movies. And let's just say we all have very different and very controversial opinions so it's going I to be a time i cannot wait to listen to that i can't it's, wait <laughs> it's gonna be an episode so you guys should tune in next week may 7th we're gonna be ranking all the star wars movies that's up next so with that being said thank you everybody for listening i hope to see you guys next time peace out bye